The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise again. That was Aaron Rodgers' message on Instagram following the Achilles tear that ended his Jets season just four snaps in. It is now Zach Wilson time once again for the 1-0 Jets who go to Dallas and take on the Cowboys. Kaz and I will make our predictions and give you an in-depth preview of the Jets-Cowboys matchup, the quarterback situation, and where the Jets stand as they look to try and shock the world and go into Dallas and win to go 2-0. It's all coming up next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back. It's Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown, at Jake Brown Radio on Twitter. My co-host is Brian Costello, Jets beat writer for the New York Post, at Brian Cos on Twitter. No guest today. You know, we still got a lot to talk about here as we react the days after the aftermath of Aaron Rodgers being out for the season. Zach Wilson is QB1. The Jets have not brought anyone in this week to become a backup. It's Wilson and Boyle for now. Now they're going to say Wilson's the guy for the year. You know, we'll see if that remains the case. For now, Zach Wilson is the Jets' starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. And barring him being as bad as he was last year, which you hope you hope he's gotten better since then, He's going to be the guy. It's Zach's team now. We will look ahead on this episode to Jets-Bills on Sunday, 425 p.m. The Bills coming off a thrashing of the Giants where they won 40-zip, 40-love at MetLife Stadium. Now the Jets will go to Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. You hope the defeat isn't bigger than the one they just handed the Giants. So we'll preview that game. But a couple days later... You have a chance to breathe a little bit, let the emotions get to the side. Jets fans can breathe a little bit better now. It's it's over for Rogers. The season is over. You just have to move on and realize the Jets are one and zero. They have an elite defense. They have an elite roster. If the quarterback can improve and and do good things and play mistake free, there's no reason to just be doom and gloom right now. Of course, the Super Bowl shots have taken a hit. But there's no reason the Jets can't make the playoffs still. And that's the silver lining here is that they won the game and that they could still make the playoffs. And who knows from there? Once you're in it, you just never know. And Jets fans, you know, you can't be greedy. 
because they haven't been to the playoffs in a dozen years. So a playoff appearance would be a big deal from four wins to seven wins to nine or 10 in a playoff spot would still be a big deal, even though it's not going to involve Aaron Rodgers. And they'll have a tough test this week. This is a tough test going up against Micah Parsons and company and the Cowboys. But Jets fans, a little bit better spirits now. You know, Aaron Rodgers did finally react. He posted it on Instagram, and I'll talk about it with Kaz here in a second. I shall rise yet again. I feel like a new Batman movie was coming out. Thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM, connected through a friend, et cetera. It has meant a ton of me, and I'll try and get back to you all soon. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys, 1-0 with a jet emoji. So Rodgers reacts. He's done for the year. And now you see what he does provide to the team. You know, everyone wanted to say this team is coached by Aaron Rodgers. Well, now you're going to see it. Coach 1A next to Robert Sala. Coach 1B, if you want to say next to him and Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett can now collaborate with Rodgers and Sala for this team and also provide motivation. You know, early on these next couple weeks, you don't expect Rodgers to be there. He's got to heal. We get it. But, you know, by sometime in October, maybe, could he be on the sidelines and whatever crutches in a wheelchair? It'd be kind of cool to see Rogers wheel wheeled out there. It's like Willis Reed, except he's in a wheelchair and they wheel him out and the crowd goes crazy. But now you see the off the field stuff, the sideline stuff, the throw it to Malik stuff that we saw in, you know, on hard knocks and in preseason where, you know, he said, you know, throw this up to Malik. And he did, you know, they're going to have a mic'd up. They're going to have clips. If he's there, they're going to still try to get all the Rogers content they can out of this season. And I don't think he's going to hate it. I don't think he hates the attention, the spotlight. So if he could still help this team as a tutor, a leader, you know, a motivator. I mean, think about it. If he's in crutches, comes in a locker room, got teams, whatever, three and two or something, he comes back. You don't think that team's going to be fired up and play for A-Rod? I feel like it could be a hell of a storyline. It could turn into something special if he's there on the sidelines, being that cheerleader, being that motivator. It can add an extra layer to this Jets season. I mean, it's already been a, a book already. But you can't sit on your hands and thinking, damn, no Aaron Rodgers. Damn. I mean, it's over. That's it. You kind of just put that in the past. You move on. You get ready for Dallas and you get ready for the gauntlet that's ahead of you and the schedule that is ahead of you. And this is no easy task on Sunday going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Carl Lawson is expected to be back this week. I think that's going to be big for the Jets defense. It's not going to be an easy game. The Jets are nine-point underdogs Sunday in Dallas. So let's look ahead of that game. And talk everything Jets with my co-host now, Brian Castello. I mean, I'd be shocked if he's if this is the way he's going to go out. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, we now bring in Kaz. Kaz, the Jets didn't bring in a quarterback this week. Is it a wait-and-see kind of approach here? We know Wilson's the guy, Boyle's the backup, but 
are they going to bring in the coming weeks? You think someone to at least work out a Carson Wentz, a free agent, whoever it may be. Somebody will be here at some point, Jake, but it's a short week. They they were Tuesday hitting the ground running game planning. There wasn't they wouldn't really have any time to be trying out quarterbacks. I would think maybe they try out quarterbacks Friday this week before the game, and maybe they sign one Monday or Tuesday to be the backup. But it's going to take a while for anyone to get up to speed unless they've been in. Nate Hackett's offense previously, you know, and I do think this guy is a true backup, Jake. This isn't going to be someone that you're like, oh, they're, they're going to fight for the job. I think it's going to be an underwhelming name when they do sign someone. After seeing the full list of names, did any jump out to you? After, I mean, you didn't like my list, but is there any singular name that you like? Whoever you want to bring in as a backup is fine. It, 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 Zach Wilson is going to get, my guess is Zach has till the bye week, at least, right, mm-hmm. to do this. Um, they've invested in Zach when they made a decision to keep him and try to re- rehabilitate his career. They're, they're all in on Zach Wilson. So the next time they pull the plug on Zach Wilson, that's the last time I think. So I think they'll, they'll be very, they'll wait a while until they do that. Uh, they believe that they can win with running the ball, playing defense and Zach is not turning it over. So we'll see. But I think, I think all the talk about who, you know, who the next quarterback could be, is way premature. I think it's going to be a while unless unless there's an injury, of course. Guys, do you think Zach should be the guy part one? And two, do you think he will be an improved quarterback after all that we saw the offseason, the confidence being boosted up? Do you think uh, he will be a different quarterback this year? Well, one, I think this decision was made, Jake, whenever, January, February, March, whenever they decided, hey, we're, we're Zach's going to be the number two quarterback. We're not bringing in somebody to be above him. Uh, we're not going to like cut them loose or trade them or anything like that. And you know, we talked about they couldn't trade them, but cut them loose. You know, they, they decided to stick with him. Once they did that, yeah, he had to be the guy. Like you can't say, oh, he's the number two quarterback all this time. And then when you need a number two quarterback, oh, no, he's not. Cast him aside. They've put a lot into him. He's spent the last five months working toward this. So uh, I think they, I think this decision was made a long time ago. I don't think he could change course now. Is he improved? I haven't seen it, Jake. Like, there's nothing I saw in training camp that made me think he's a different quarterback. I think he's matured a little bit. I, I don't think, I don't think the locker room is going to be an issue this year. I think he's a little more humble. I think he's seemed like relating to his teammates a little more. I think Rogers has helped him in that regard. So he's. I think that helps, but I just need to see it, Jake. I mean, there was one memorable throw all training camp from him, and that was the when the Hall of Fame game, the deep pass to Malik Taylor. Uh, the rest of it was just kind of like, eh. You know, and I thought you saw what you saw Monday night was em- emblematic of of Zach when he's you know he's okay enough to win. Like he, it wasn't anything flashy. He threw one bad interception. He made a couple of nice throws on third down, but nothing. You're like, oh my god! Even the touchdown throw was not a good throw. Garrett made a ridiculous play on that. If he plays like that, you can win a game. If he if he throws three interceptions like we've seen before, or just can't complete a screen pass, then you're in trouble. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the Malik thing because I brought that up in the open is that, you know, it's not going to happen immediately because Rodgers is going to have to heal and it's going to take a few weeks. He might not be here to October, but now Rodgers becomes that guy we saw on the sidelines. The, the, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the motivator, the guy in the locker room that when he does come back, maybe he fires these guys up and it's the rallying cry is let's do it for Aaron. Like, do you think he could have that role here? Because, you know, a lot of people joke, Salah's not the head coach, Aaron Rodgers is the head coach. Well, now we can see what kind of leadership role he provides in games that matter, right? 
I don't think it's really the game shake. I don't think he can do anything on game day to help Zach Wilson a little bit here and there if he sees stuff. But I think it's more in the meeting rooms. Players go one of two ways when they have a season-ending injury. Some of them go home, and they just don't come back. And they just they go home. They, they they might have a doctor they like there that they work with, and you don't see them again. Others stay in the building and work all season with the, with the Jets staff. So we'll see which way Rodgers goes. Yeah, and if he's there and he's in the meeting rooms every day, that help that can help Zach. He he'll he'll be another coach for Zach in that regard. I think the game day thing probably would be a little overstated, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I would think Aaron will be here, but we'll see what he does. Yeah, the, the fan base guys. I think after having a few days to kind of just breathe a little bit here, you know, the emotions of a day or two after with Rogers, it stings. But now you realize, you know what? You move on. You're one and zero. And you're still good enough to be a playoff team. And Zach Wilson's just got to be a better quarterback. So I think fans have kind of moved on. I was a little surprised of how positive Beningo was. Beningo was on the fan and was, uh, you know, he's, he's like not even worried at all. He thinks Zach could turn this thing around and, and this all could be roses. I was a little surprised that he wasn't as doom as gloom as I thought he'd be. Maybe retirement for him. He's been a little bit more positive. Check in Sunday night, Jake. That's, that's what I would say. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of, I think people are twisting themselves into a pretzel trying to believe in Zach Wilson. And I get it. You don't want, you're, you don't want to say after one week, your season's over, but this is going to be, if they make the playoffs, Jake, Robert Sala deserves coach of the year. Like they, this, this is, this is going to be, I thought it was going to be difficult for them to make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. With Zach Wilson, I, 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 I give it a very, 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 very slim chance that they make the playoffs. Yeah, well, looking back on it, it, it really showed how resilient that win was. One of the more resilient wins from the Jets in a long time to win, find a way to win that football game after that devastating event injury that early in the game. I mean, he thought it was over in the first quarter. So, you know, maybe it's a, it's a new dawn, a new day, a new life for me, and it, it's a new dawn, a new day for Rodgers as he is reacting on Instagram with a quote that you would have thought you saw in a Batman movie, Kaz. He said, uh, the night – that actually – is that from Batman, actually? He said – It's from a philosopher from the 1500s, Jake. <laughs> it's been used a lot since then, but it was it was a philosopher from the 1500s. Do you, do you know what philosopher – hearts? find out uh, what philosopher it was that, his name. that said, the night is darkest before the dawn – and I shall rise again. I feel like you were uh, coaching on a softball field when you read that message and it fired your team up. No, I was in the car uh, and someone sent it to me. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that's a strong indication he'll be back, which was a question mark. So you got to be excited for that, that he's going to try to come back for next season. I could not envision Rogers' career anyway. It was just the ego, you know, the the dignity. I don't think he would ever end it like the, that. The hard part now is the jig is the work. Like, yeah, I think the only chance he retires now is like if he gets puts in two two months into this thing, and it's like, oh my god, this is just too much. Like I, I don't know, I feel like doing this every day. Then maybe he bags it, but uh, I would think the competitor in him would would fight through it and come back. Thomas Fuller, an English theologian, whatever that means, is the guy from the 1500s who said that quote. Yeah, I mean. Jets fans are praying that he does come back because it would be all the jerseys, the stories, everything for it to never even happen would be quite depressing. All right, Jets Cowboys coming up this week, Sunday, 425. Of course, Tony Romo is on the call with Jim Nance on CBS. Um, you know, I still don't like that he calls Cowboys games. It's just pissing me off. Same with Troy Aikman. 
I mean, you know, how would you, how would you feel if Mark Sanchez was calling the Jets game? He called the Packers <laughs> game last year. I find Sanchez is, I gotta say, he's very entertaining. He has great, like, cultural references he makes reacting to plays and breaking down plays. He's gotten very good at it. I think it started slow, but I think he's very entertaining on the broadcast. But you have no problem with him as a, you know. I guess he wasn't as good, so it doesn't matter. But, like, I you're right. I mean, stuff. it doesn't. I, I think these guys do a good job of not being biased towards it. I've never sensed Romo's biased toward the Cowboys or anything like that. Uh, Aikman, I sense a little bit. But maybe not Romo, but Aikman, I feel like I've definitely sensed it. I mean, he's called so many Cowboys games. But, you know, when you're getting a million a game, a million a week, whatever it is, two million, you can do whatever – you want this Cowboys team, Kaz, just demolished the Giants. They shut them down at MetLife Stadium uh, 24 hours prior to the Jets beating the Bills. And this defense is going to be good. I think the Jets, Kaz, are going to have to get creative. You know, I love my reverses. And, we and go. Screen, reverses, screen, I mean, McCole Hardman was a pass. non-factor in week one. He's got to get involved. I know it sounds crazy, but... You got to get rid of the ball quick. You got to, you know, fool this Cowboys defense because if you hold this ball too long, Zach Wilson will be down on the ground in Dallas. So I think Hackett's going to have to get creative. You said it like Zach hasn't practiced, you know, with the first squad. Now he's there practicing with the starters. So I don't know. I think you got to get creative cause he's got to get the ball out of his hands quick. Jake. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's creative or just getting, you know, having plays that are quick three, three step drops. That's never been Zach's strength. Uh, I think I saw a stat from Monday that Zach's time from snap to release was the longest in the NFL in week one. He's always struggled with that. Um, if he does the let's run 20 yards backwards, spin around, try to make a play crap in this game, he's going to get killed. Can they get that through his head? I don't know. This week, like they, he just he's got he's got to just throw the ball quickly. And that's on Nathaniel Hackett. It's on Todd Downing. To get to get him to do that, I don't think they have to run every trick play in the book, Jake. I just think they have to execute the offense and just you're not going to throw deep passes against this team. Uh, the offensive line, while they were, I thought Jets' offensive line was very good in the run game Monday. They were they were not good pass protection. I think they were the they had the worst pass block win rate in the NFL last week. This obviously is a very very tough pass rush led by Micah Parsons. The best thing the Jets can do this week this week, Jake, is run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they got a ground and pound with Brees. Brees had 10 carries, Cook had 13. They had 23 for 160. But again, one of those was an 83-yard run from Brees. So, Kaz, I think they might have to run the ball, like, what, 30 times probably? The problem is I don't know how many times Brees can run the ball right now, Jake, right? He's, mm-hmm. I know he looked great, but you don't you don't want Brees getting the ball 20 times in a game right now. I, I just don't think that's smart. I'm not a doctor, but I think they're going to – they're still bringing him along. I don't think he's all the way 100 100% – ready to do that. So that's going to be cook, which he's another guy. He had no practice in training camp. So I'm not sure he's ready for that, for that kind of thing, but I do think they need to run the ball more, maybe get Michael Carter involved passes to the running backs, screens, uh, swing passes. Just, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this, Jake. And if, and then you kind of have to scrap that if you fall behind, right? So it's going to be on the defense to keep them in the game. I think Zach Wilson is either allergic to tight ends or does not like his tight end because once again, you know, one catch, two yards for Tyler Conklin, or maybe he just can't find them down the middle of the field. I don't know what it is, but you talk about screens. Let's see a tight end screen. Let's see Uzama and Conklin involved. These are two big, big guys, good tight ends who come to the Jets and have done almost nothing. 
I mean, I remember how pumped up the fan base was when you get Uzama, and he's been almost a non-factor, at least yeah, in the Tomlin, receiving Tomlin game. had a good year last year. He had a decent year, and he was a good red zone target. But Uzama, I mean, I, I got to see something from these guys. Like, I need to see four or five catches from tight ends. I mean, the quarterback, a check down option as a tight end, and Zach, they almost don't exist. And here's the thing, too, Jake, with Uzama, which I'm interested to watch now, is Jeremy Ruckert played great Monday night as a blocker. He was moving people off the ball, plowing people. That's now going to be huge, right? That, that the tight end blocking tight end, they, they ran a lot of three tight end personnel Monday night. That's probably going to be a bigger part of the offense now, but when they go to two tight ends, does Rucker jump Uzama in the order? Cause he's a better blocker. Uzama is not a good blocker. You know, I I'm curious to see that usage wise. If Rucker gets a bigger role now over Uzama. The Long Island native, three tight ends. You know, the Jets are pretty strong at the position. Now I want to see them catch a ball and not just block. I want to see that. And that's on the quarterback as well. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Injury report, uh, cause, um, you know, Carl Lawson was a healthy scratch, right, on Monday, which was a little – were you shocked by that or is it just because he's coming back from the injury a little bit slow? What do you think? Shocked is probably strong, Jake, but I was surprised by it. Um yeah, I mean, Salah said uh, that they, they didn't want a short week this week going to Dallas. They didn't feel like him not having a lot of practice time beforehand. And I guess it was they, he said the practice Friday was very physical. They didn't think it was a good idea for him then to play Monday. I, I don't know. I sounds a little suspicious to me, Jake. Like, uh, they, have a, they have a good problem. They have too many defensive linemen, good defensive linemen. I don't know how they're going to make this work, Jake, because – Will McDonald got 13 snaps Monday night. And that's with Carl Long not playing. So he's the number 15 pick in the draft. At some point, he's going to look around and go, what the hell is this? I'm only playing 13 snaps. But who do you take off the field? Bryce Huff is playing really well. Jermaine Johnson's playing really well. Michael Clemens had the hit on Josh Allen. Uh, you got JFM playing really well. So it's that defensive end position in particular, forget about the interior, is they've got too many, which sounds crazy, Jake, right? But it's going to be hard for them to maintain harmony in that room, I think. Uh, and I, don't, I haven't seen Carl. I don't know if how if he was pissed off. I got to think he wasn't happy with this decision. They said he's going to be active against Dallas. But if he's now active against Dallas, Jake, that means somebody else's reps come down. So you got to want to come trade deadline if one of them gets gets shipped away. Is it Bryce Huff? Is it Carl Lawson? I mean, one of them. If they need an offensive lineman, you know, if Zach ends up being terrible and you need one of these backups that I mentioned the other day in a trade, maybe you know it's Bryce Huff for uh, for Jacoby Brissett or something like that. I don't know. Maybe you see that in a trade. Uh, it's and, definitely not a bad problem to have. Carl took a took a pay cut this off season. Mm-hmm. Right? So he can't be very thrilled right now with the New York Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. Pay cut, not even active for week one, and I think Jermaine Johnson has passed him by on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. So I do. I'm curious when he is active. I don't think he's the starter anymore. I think the starters are Jermaine Johnson and JFM, and then they work in the other guys. And Lawson's one of the other guys now. Otherwise, health wise, the Jets a couple guys limited Beckton Brown Hall, but, but otherwise that's, that's pretty gonna be good. Healthy week. ones. It's going to be every week, I think, with Hall, mm-hmm. Beckton. Um, and Brown, right? Dwayne Brown, the three of them, I think are going to be limited every Wednesday. Uh, they're all coming off of, you know, injuries. So that's their, yeah, though they came through the game. I mean, with one, one, one giant exception, <laughs> they came through the game healthy. But unfortunately for them, the one injury was a big one. 
Yeah, the one time fairly healthy, it's only the biggest injury on the team. Well, knock on wood because no injuries yet, but it's only week one. And now you go to Dallas where, you know, they're going to become Freds. I mean, that defense, I mean, Daniel Jones had absolutely no time. And it also shows you there's another offensive line problem in New York. Their offensive line is a lot more in shambles, I think, than the than the Jets offensive line. Would you agree with that? We'll find out on yeah. Sunday, you know. Uh, we'll see. It's uh, Yeah, I don't know the Giants inside and out, but I, I think – the Giants, have, yeah, the Giants probably have more question marks right now than the Jets even. And uh, Beck didn't look good. I thought that was something that kind of got overlooked. So he, he looked good. He played well in the run game. Pass blocking was dicey, but the run game, he he was moving people off the ball. So, um, you know, I thought Lakin Tomlinson did not play very well, but the other guys, at least in the run game, were pretty good. Do you watch the All-22 or you watch the game back? Or what is I it? haven't gotten to the All-22 yet, Jake, because this week's been insane. I usually do, but uh, I usually watch it on Tuesdays, and Tuesday this week was nuts. I, I did watch the TV copy again. I watched it again. So after watching, any other observations you have that you didn't notice watching live from, from the Jets? Quincy Williams, really great game. I thought he was all over the place, played well. Like I mentioned, Rucker, I, he, he jumped out watching. Uh, I think Brees – what he did is amazing and that maybe didn't get enough attention. Like <laughs> he's 10 months removed from ACL and he was, he was moving. He, he looked like his, he looked like he, the same guy he was last year. Um, but the burst that he showed first play of the game, obviously the long run, he caught a long pass. So I, I thought that was really strong uh, for you mentioned like Zach, Jake with the tight ends. He's got to figure out chemistry with Garrett too. Like I, I felt yeah. like those guys were never on the same page last year and Garrett's numbers were much better with Joe Flacco at quarterback and Mike White at quarterback, which is weird, right? So they connected for that touchdown on Sunday on Monday, but they, they've got to they they've got to work out some chemistry, I think. And that's the other layer of frustration with the Rogers injury is you're basically taking away a, you know, all time great year that was going to happen from Garrett Wilson. You know, you hope he has a great season, but he's not going to put anywhere near the numbers he would with Rogers. And like you said, it's concerning that every other freaking backup quarterback he's been better with, like you name it. Um, he's been better with them. What happened to Chris Strebler? I know they waived him, but is he an option? Cause they need like a third quarterback. Who's going to be the third quarterback. So I have to look up the rules, Jake, but I don't think they're allowed to bring Strebler back because they waved him injured. You're not allowed to do that and then bring a guy back. I think it's I – I can't, I can't remember how long it is, but there's a period of time where you can't do that for. So who's the third quarterback? Do they not have one on the roster and practice on roster? Yeah, they don't have one on the roster. That's mind-blowing. I mean, a lot of teams oh, now you could – really. You had three, and now you're – you know, I mean – you, you you can't use him Sunday unless he's on the fifty three man roster. You can't use him from the practice squad. So they're gonna have to sign Boyle. They'll have to, they'll have to sign Boyle to the active roster on Saturday, and then yeah, and then they're then they'll look to add somebody. Well, because I know it's like the Cowboys. Like you can have the third quarterback there, and if, as an injury designate, if both first two guys go down, you can have a third quarterback. But he has now, to right? be on the roster. He has to be on the fifty three yeah. man roster. He can't be on the practice squad. So you have to use a roster spot for him. So they would have that safety net, especially against the Cowboys. You should have a third quarterback. Well, I think the way most teams are going to do it, Jake, the Cowboys are weird because Trey Lance, you can't, you wouldn't stash him on the practice squad, right? Or Cooper Rush, Mm -hmm. they'd get taken by somebody. The way most teams are going to do it is they'll have two quarterbacks on the roster. Then they'll have a third guy on the practice squad and they can sign him for Sunday. They can sign him and bring him up. Uh, you, you can't elevate him from the practice squad. That's something different. You'd have to sign him to the 53-man roster, and then he'd be the emergency quarterback. But I don't know. I think I think Randall Cobb is probably the emergency quarterback, Jake, <laughs> if I had to take a guess, because he played quarterback in college. So 
might get more action doing that than passes he'll get from Zach Wilson. There's another relationship. There was jokes that Rogers are going to retire Tuesday morning, <laughs> that he was going to call it quits once he heard the Rogers news. Um, so he we'll no see. Catches, no catches Monday night, too. Jim. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he, he didn't have any targets. I don't think either. I he mean, had he, one. I think he had, he had one, one target. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, his role has changed completely. He went from a potential he was going to be like a number three or number four to now who knows when he'll get the ball. Well, it's Jets Cowboys Sunday, 425 p.m. CBS. Cowboys 1-0, Jets 1-0, Cowboys, it's going to be rocking in Dallas. It's their home opener, coming off a 40-0 win in a year where, you know, every year where they think they're a Super Bowl contender. But it's hard to say that they're not, considering that defense is pretty damn good. Dak's still good. Tony Pollard does it all in the run game and as a receiver. You know, they got the tight ends. Break the game down, Kaz. Make your pick. I think we've broken it down, Jake. You know, I think this is about two things. Can the Jets defense keep them in the game and keep it close? You know, the offense is not going to come out rolling, I don't think. So they're going to need they're going to need help from this defense. And that's kind of what you're counting on now if you're a Jets fan, right? Is this defense living up to its hype and being a top five defense? Can they do that? And then offensively, what can they do uh, to help Zach Wilson and, you know, make him? He doesn't have to win the game. You just can't have him lose the game. I think that's the key going forward right now. Can they run the ball? Can Nathaniel Hackett drop some easy throws for him? Can they break some explosive plays, Jake? Because I don't think I don't think now they can live with 14 play drives as much. I, I, they, they need some home runs from Brees, from Garrett, from whoever else can break and win off. So that's the key to me. I, I I don't have a score for you, Jake. I haven't really thought about a score yet. I do. Th- I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. I don't think it's going to be 40 to nothing. Again. Uh, <laughs> But I think the Cowboys win by a pretty comfortable margin. I don't think it'll be super close. But, yeah, I'll go Dallas in, in this one, Jake. I would, and I think I would have gone Cowboys if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. I just think the Cowboys are a very, very good team. The Cowboys are eight-point favorites. It sounds like, Kaz, if you were a betting man, you would be betting the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as much as I want to be a homer and, and take the Jets, I got to take the Cowboys. I would have taken the Jets if, if Roger was there. I just don't. I think Zach, when, when you pressure Zach, he is a disaster. I think he's going to get sacked six times. Um, I think he's going to be on his ass all day. You just hope you escape this game without him getting hurt. But this is a dangerous team. You know, Daniel Jones, I mean, he is a dog because he took some monster hits last week where I thought he was down and out for the count. And Dayball kept him in till almost the bitter end. I mean, in a 40 nothing game, Daniel Jones was in. If it's 40 nothing, Tim Boyle will be in this game. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I don't think it'll be that just because the Jets defense is just so damn good. They're going to be in the field a lot. There's going to be some three and outs. But like you said, they got to get rid of the ball quick. You know, they've had a whole week here to prepare. You know, Hackett's got to change up the playbook that it fits Zach's game. I think you can't get too conservative, though. I feel like sometimes with Zach, they never try a ball past 10 yards. You got you to gotta break one down the field at some point and trust that Garrett's going to get to it. Here's the thing, though, Jake. You can't throw it downfield if you don't have time. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, like, we're saying, like, the pass, like, that's why the boss come out of his hands quit. I think it's going to be very hard for them throwing deep balls. Unless, I don't know, unless you do it like a maximum protection and have Garrett as a one receiver pattern throwing deep. Texans uh, did that years ago with DeAndre Hopkins against the Jets. But I think it's it's just tough. It's going to be tough for them to throw any deep balls, Jake, because of this pass rush. Play action, Hail Mary. It's like Madden. Just Hail Mary to Garrett. Touchdown, Jets. Only if it were that easy. Four verticals. Yeah, four verticals. My favorite play uh, when there's two seconds left on the clock. Yeah, so I'm going to take something like a – let me go with 24 
13. I think the Jets keep it somewhat interesting, but the Cowboys do end up covering. I am not living in a fantasy land. This is reality. So I will take the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, it should be a good one, though. I think it's it's a good first half. You know, it's competitive going to the third quarter. And then I think the Cowboys eventually run away with it. Well, we will talk to you all with Kaz. We'll be back Monday morning with the post-game pod. We'll close out this episode of Gangs All Here next. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of every single one of y'all, man. The absolute fight, the dog in this room. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. Let's do it again. One and all, one and all in the division. All righty. It's going to be a good one Sunday. You know, I think the Cowboys will not demolish the Jets like they did the Cow- the Giants, but I think the Jets keep it close enough. And, you know, you just turn the page here. Now you just got to get over it. Rogers is over. Uh, it completely sucks. Everything about it sucks. But now you just hope he's that motivator. And he's there. Like after all the good PR he's had, I'd be shocked if he ends up just spending the whole year at home in California or something. Cause he's got the house in New Jersey. He might go out more now. Like if he's can move around, you might see him at the club, but I expect him to, you know, at least come October or so when he's good to, you know, move around and be at the stadium. I expect him to be there for his teammates, um, especially if he comes back next year. He wants to be around these guys and shows that show that he still cares so that he can rally the troops for next year and do the damn thing. But it's Jets Cowboys, four o'clock. We will drop an episode on Monday morning. We'll record late night Sunday. We'll have it out for your morning commute on Monday. As that says, good night to episode 140. Eight of Gangs All Here at Jets Podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow Kaz at Brian Kaz and catch up on all episodes you may have missed. Subscribe to Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you want to watch full episodes and clips from the shows, go to that New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there. Find that Gangs All Here playlist. Follow that and you'll get updated on all new episodes watch full uncut up cut episodes give us a thumbs up comment below are you cool with zach wilson running the ship do you feel confident there's a lot of like newfound confidence i'm like where are you getting this from zach wilson's been terrible you know he wasn't god awful last week but he wasn't good enough that if the defense wasn't elite it would win them football games so we got to see it it's your time now zach you got one more time one more time that's it it's the last dance, last dance for Zach. It really is. Because if he screws up this time, that's a wrap. At least in his Jets career. We'll see where he would wind up. But he's got one chance, one opportunity. Will he capture it or let it slip? I'll leave you on that note. We'll talk to you Monday, everybody. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again.